Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Delusional, Irrational, Notre Dame football fan. Season after season, year after year, you try to justify your absurdly high preseason ranking. You scramble to make futile attempts at damage control. When the Irish lose to yet another grossly inferior opponent, Charlie's headset was broken. Inevitably, you'll bring up the past and boast of championships won 20 years before you were born. We wore leather helmets. You'll point out that you have more Heisman winners than any other program, as though that's relevant to the current season. Playing since the 1880s. Go on, ignore that home loss to Boston College in the regular season for the sixth consecutive time in a row. BC's got better Christians. And Continue to believe that you'll actually win a bowl game sometime this century. We're old for the 2000s. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light, O Emperor of Excuses, and take comfort knowing that when you don't finish in the top 25, you'll be back to number three when the preseason polls come out next year. Mr. Delusional, Irrational, Hopelessly Pathetic, Irish Fan. Hello. And welcome back to a brand new Ohio State football season. It's Dan. Cass is with me. Welcome back to the Bunch of Notes podcast. Uh, the video just, it, it's the perfect video ever created. It's, it's the anthem for this week, Cass. Um, I, I, and it, it sums up our thoughts exactly on Notre Dame. Uh, I know, you know, some, a, lot, a lot of the college football pundits they know their names a playoff team. They're a top five team. I've seen this song and dance a million times. <laughs> um, I'm not getting fooled. I'm, I'm not. The Vegas line, I think, is now Ohio 18. State. Minus 18. I got them locked in at minus 14 and a half, and I was kind of nervous. I'm feeling good. I think this is going to be a Clemson level, like what we did to Clemson in the Sugar Bowl a couple years ago. Um, I will say. I'll start the I'll start this I'll start I'll start the show off with this cast. I had a dream last night. I, I got I got ten hours of sleep. Before you get into your dream, thank you, Richard Comedy, for your video from fourteen years ago. Um, go Boston College. We're rooting for you just because of that video. Yeah, we love you, Jeff Halfley, and I heard BC has better Christians. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh. I had a dream last night, Cass, and this isn't like a religious dream or anything like this. But I had a dream, and I had to. I woke up today, and I had to text you because it was it was vivid. It was we kicked the snot out of Notre Dame in this dream. It was bad. Uh, first play of the game, they squib kicked it to us for some reason, and Cade Stover got it. And I don't think Cade Stover's even on kickoff. He housed it like eighty yards. So touchdown and then it was just like next play like a mecca buka touchdown mine williams had like a 70 yard touchdown run like you looked up and it was 35 nothing and it was you know beginning second quarter it's we did basically it was the michigan state game what we did to these guys so and in my heart in my heart i'm not saying this to be biased i truly think we are that talented where we could do something like that if we play to our best 
and Notre Dame, you know, doesn't come come ready. Uh, it could be like that. I truly believe like that. It, it, it's early too, and not a lot of people are predicting this. I think we're going to smack him, Cass. But let's get into the breakdown. I'll let you. Um, I mean, I mean, my boss made a bold statement today. He uh, came out and said, not only are we going to beat Notre Dame by more than 17 points, but we're going to beat everybody on our regular season schedule by 17 points. So, Colin, I know you're going to be listening to this. I told you I'd throw you a shout out. There it is. You know, my boss, Colin, thinks it's going to be a blowout every game. Um, but I'm not as high. I'm not as optimistic as everybody else. Uh, I think 18 points is extremely high. Um, this notation that Notre Dame ain't going to become ready to play. Uh, and all the talk that Paul Feinbaum saying Notre Dame doesn't deserve this. Notre Dame's going to come ready to play. <laughs> However, the talent level is there. It, it, the talent level is that for real. Um, my biggest concern is the quarterback run play and of this young kid. He's going to run. He may run for his dear life because of what's going to come <laughs> after him. But he's a run. He's a great athlete. He's a great athlete. He's a good athlete. He's not yeah. – He's the Oregon quarterback – uh, Thomas or whatever the guy, he's a better runner than last I just, year. I just what I think what it is is I'm still optimistic. We were Rose Bowl champions. Obviously, I'm wearing the uh, champ shirt, and I know what this defense is capable because the athletes of what we've been hearing. But it's always that back of my mind of what happened last year. Because Notre Dame, you know, they are physical. They return all five of their offensive line. However, they were putrid last year. Their offensive line was not very good last year, but they're a year better. It, and it's smart. But they're banged up. They are banged up coming into this. They're not they, fully they healthy. And I like to point. I would like to point this out. Ohio State's coming into this, and for the most part, other than you know Evan Pryor and you know Cam Babb, and maybe a know, couple others, and uh, what um, or Ed Melton, Mitchell Melton. But I mean, these are these are injuries that you know these were depth guys. Notre Dame's missing. They're going to be missing their, you know, their their top receiver. Uh, he tore his ACL, Avery Davis. Um, their their left guard, Jarrett Patterson, is questionable. I believe he has like a, a foot I sprain. I've been hearing he's not going to play, but we'll they see. They have their other guy, Michael Carmoody, uh, who's like a spare, like one of their spares on the offensive line. He's in the concussion protocol. Backup center, um, like. Pat Coogan tackles Josh Baker, Emil Wagner, Caleb Johnson. They all were missing practice uh, a couple couple days ago, like uh, last Wednesday. Uh, Jaden Thomas, their other, they're basically their their new starting receiver because obviously um, Avery Davis is out. Um, Jaden Thomas would be their like the, I guess they call it the W receiver. Um, he was hurt. Um, so they're banged up for a team that's supposed to be coming kind of healthy. They have a lot of guys banged up. Um, and then now I will say Cass. I will throw the caveat that Oregon last year was, you know, they were missing Thibodeau, their middle linebacker. So, you know, at the end of the day, it, it technically, I guess it doesn't matter. We can still get beaten. But no one's talking about that Notre Dame is coming into this game banged up. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But it is Notre Dame. They're number five. They're ranked number five in the country for a reason. 
reasons to I don't know for sure because I don't I don't know if they're overrated. I don't know if they're underrated. It, it, Notre Dame is one of those top ten teams that is being criticized for their high ranking because it's I think it's just because of maybe who they're playing week one against Ohio State. Um, but a lot of the media out thinks Ohio State's going to you know run right through them. Which I think so too. But you can be a top ten team and still get obliterated because the difference between being a top two team and a top ten team is it's significant, Cass. It, it definitely is. But then again, it's that concerning outtake of Notre Dame's going to be playing with a lot of chip on their shoulders. But on the flip side, Ohio State's pissed off. They're pissed off of the narrative that their defense is not very good. CJ Stroud is the, pissed off of the narrative. Oh, he need people are saying, oh, he needs to run more. He needs to do things more. Blah blah blah. The offensive line. Oh, they were soft against uh, with, under Greg Shastara. Um, They were soft against Michigan. They are pissed off. They got a bad taste in their mouth, despite them winning the Rose Bowl. I mean, last season, for all intents and purposes, was kind of a failure. <laughs> I mean, that's that that's. A spoiled, rotten take to say, I know, I know, because we won the Rose Bowl, and that's really the most entitled thing I think you'll hear. But for Ohio State, I mean, by I, our standards, it was a failure. It, I mean, I look at it, it was a failure. But to me, I got in arguments with Ohio State fans. You know this, Dan. You've you known me for quite some time now. I'm a passionate Buckeye fan that takes every Buckeye victory for granted. Like, I, I love yeah. – I'm not – I, I'm not was I'm not an alum from Ohio State. I'm just a fan that loves Ohio State. Like, I, but I'm a fan that loves all Ohio State athletics, mm. and I love the Rose Bowl victory. And I I remember Buckeye fans getting mad at me for you know loving that the we won the Rose Bowl and that, and they then thinking that oh winning a national championship not winning the Big Ten is not a failure. To it was a failure, but I also took in I loved watching us beat Utah in the Rose Bowl. That's that's the difference. I, I think last year, too, we were a year early when we kind of look back on it. I think we Ohio State fans always expect a national championship. I think 2020 was the year that was really our, our best shot. And then, obviously, COVID and Kevin Warren and everything kind of messed that up. And where is Tommy Togiai? Yeah, the whole uh, – look, we, 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 we made it to national championship game. It was still a great season, but, like – that was the window. Last year really was kind of obviously a rebuilding year. No fields, uh, just a whole new cast. So this is the year, though, cast. I mean, this is the year. It has to be. It's, if you look down to it, sorry to cut you off. If you look down to it in Ryan Day's tenure as a head coach or even offensive coordinator, you cannot swing and miss three times. You had Dwayne Haskins, you had Justin Fields, and you had C.J. Stroud, three Stroud. of the most – Prolific quarterbacks in Ohio State football history. And if you go 0 for 3 for a natty? Well, I, 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 we're fu- I, that's a great point, but I, I don't, I'm not, bl- not going to get upset. No, at, no, no. Like, I'm not saying fire Ryan Day or No, no, like no, no. But that's where the bell, the light bulb, starts getting Buckeye fans to think. Maybe Ryan Day is not the guy. Hold me off. Hold me off. Hold me off. Ryan Day that's is the guy. Fair. Ryan he is Day the is guy. The guy. But the I, guy. I see. I see what you're saying. But going like it starts though. It starts Saturday. It starts well. It, it, it when does. you're listening to this, 
you're starting. We're one day away. We're Braxton Miller spin move away from the game. Like we're ready. Like so. When I look at Notre Dame, there's three guys. I don't. I mean, look, skill position wise, and I'm not saying the tight end. I'm not saying Mayer. Skill position wise, other than Lorenzo Styles, I'm not really that concerned. Lorenzo Styles is like, I give him a half. Let because, me tell you. Let me tell you, Lorenzo Styles is going to play out of his mind. But the Saturday. I mean, do you, that's great, but like, I I think our guys win that matchup. I think Denzel Berg wins. should should easily win. Yeah. Cam Brown should easily win that. Um, and that's no disrespect to Mister Styles. I think you know we have Sonny on our team. I think Sonny should be able to at least provide because he's with that position unit. I think Sonny should be able to at least provide them the scouting report on his brother. And I think you know that's really the one receiver we got to worry about. If we just focus on him, I think we can basically, you know, lock them down. I really have no, I, have no idea about Jaden Thomas, their other guy, and I know he's a little banged up. He'll probably be the guy that goes for 150 yards if, like, with our luck. But, I will tell you though, I rather, I rather have Lorenzo Styles beat Ohio State than Mayer, just because the comments Mayer said. Well, here's the thing. If Notre Dame's going to win, that's the guy who they'll have to win through. The mayor is the one guy that concerns me on Notre Dame. He's the best. Some people, I forgot who said it. He's the second best tight end in college football. He's the best tight end in college football. Between him and the Georgia kid, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, the Georgia kid. But, I mean, they're both both first-round picks. They're both high first-round picks, in my opinion. And Mayer, I mean, he's like, he's literally like a, he's Gronk out there. That's a matchup problem, and I don't think Notre Dame even realizes it. I mean, if they do, they could really take advantage of us. Um, the, I mean, the, we need the only guy who I think the only guy. Speaking who, of which, Sonny Styles just lost his black stripe. Go, good, that's great because we need a guy who can cover him, and we might have to throw a guy like Sonny Styles out there, a big body guy to cover him. I think honestly, we're probably gonna have Josh Proctor cover him. That's probably the one that makes the most sense. Uh, he's the, he's six, two guy who probably matches up the best. We could also have obviously maybe Ronnie Hickman at times cover him. He has the speed, but mayor has the size. Um, we also have, I'm looking court Williams is an option, but he's not really that great in pass coverage. In my opinion, uh, I think that could be an issue. Maybe we'll also have a guy – I can see maybe a guy like Steel Chambers because he's athletic. Or, call me crazy, throw Cade Stover back over there and just have our tight end who can play some linebacker cover their t- – I mean, we got to figure out a way to stop Mr. Mayer um, or else that's going to be a problem because he's the, one, he's the one guy on Notre Dame's offense that I don't know what we're going to throw on at him. Um, and he, he has I, to be taken care of. I honestly, you'd have to put Tanner McAllister on him or Josh Proctor. Well, the problem two, is McAllister's. Mc, and I, I, I get the McAllister pick, but he's so much smaller than Mayer. What's going to happen is if you put you put you put McAllister on him. They could just they could just run the but, ball to his side. But think about and, how aggressive Ohio State's uh, Jim Knowles' defense is going to be. That's that's just that's the thing. Um, aggressiveness is great, but like if you know, it's just not a good matchup though. Because if you know McAllister's on Mayer, and 
I mean, they could just pound the rock. Think about it. A couple years ago, Josh Proctor was on Pat Fairmuth. He was, and he did a great job. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the guy who probably we have to rely on. I don't like the McAllister. I don't like the McAllister. I I actually like it because McAllister, it doesn't matter how tall you are. Yeah, that's people look at the, the height and stuff. It's a matter of how well you know the defense and how well you play. Tanner McAllister knows Jim Knowles' defense, knows the, how to play the aggressive style, which all I'm hearing is aggressive, and they're playing with a chip on their shoulder. So, I mean, I look at Josh Proctor. I love the guy. He's a hard hitter. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking – I mean, I hate to say it, I, I look for a targeting penalty be call, being called on Josh Proctor. I really do. I don't know why. I don't know why I think that, and I hate to say it, but it's facts. Because I'll never forget in 2019 in the Big Ten championship game, you heard that pop. I was up in the upper bowl. Yeah. You heard that pop that Josh Proctor put on. And think about a guy who broke his leg in the Oregon game, couldn't be out there with his brothers. He gets a first shot. And he gets a possible chance to hit one of the best tight ends in the country, who's their best offensive option. The dude's going to be biting up. I just hope he plays smart with it. Yeah, I think. I mean, he he's a senior. He's going to play smart. But like, all right. So Michael Mayer, he's six four, two hundred fifty one pounds. And I think honestly, uh, they might have underreported that. To be honest, uh, a lot a lot of places like in training camp. They, they will jack up the you know the weight and size a little bit. You you look at him. I, I think he is honestly might be six five, almost two sixty. He he. But uh, Tanner McAllister is five eleven, one ninety five. Proctor six two two oh five. Proctor is at least you know height wise and weight wise. Uh, that fifteen pounds makes a difference. Mayor Mayor though in blocking. I mean. Yeah. Our, our, the DBs don't stand a chance. Hickman's not that big either. So that's the one thing that really concerns me. We might have to have a guy like Steel Chambers or even Eichenberg try to cover him. I don't it's know how that's going to go. It's going to be a safety. It has to be a safety. Si- yeah. Uh, I mean, like I get it. Size sometimes doesn't matter if you play fast and you play aggressive. I, I agree. I agree. It's it, – it's – if – if it's a war, I don't want if, if on them. <laughs> if it's three yard, if it's three yards in a cloud of dust in the trenches, though, our DBs are going to get blown off the ball. They would. I, I do not see them winning a close, like you know, ground battle. I think that's where they could really dominate. Now they're back. Tyree, uh, he's like five nine. He's a small guy. He's more of like a scat back, to be honest. He's going to be their starter. Audric Asteem, he's like their power back. He's like their their master Teague. Um, so. I, it's gonna it's gonna be I, interesting, Cass. I I worry about more of their running offense because they're going one. Marcus Freeman's going to look on the other side and say, "Look, I have a young defense. I'm a young head coach. I want the ball. I'm going to want the ball, and I know there's some uncertainty with this defense. We all know that. You'd be stupid to think that there's no uncertainty with Jim Knowles' defense. It's all hearsay right now. Yeah." It's, I think, but what I mean, obviously, what we hear is great. Marcus Freeman's out the gate, run, run, run. They will have to run. I mean, they got three good backs. I would say between. Um, I feel like though. I feel Tyree, like more, I feel Logan like, Diggs. Yeah, I feel like more majority of Notre Dame's offense is going to be running the ball because they're, they're it has to be their quarterbacks got to take. A, I'll be there. 
I mean, take us out of the game, this crowd. The problem is that's the formula. The problem is it's going to be hard for him. I I look, I look for a couple false starts. It's going to, I agree. Uh, It's going to be that offense because the offensive line is banged up. They have, they have the tools if they want to do like a pound the rock, play action, grind it out. They can do that. But they, in order for Notre Dame to win, they will have to play perfect. They will have to keep us like they can win. There's definitely a, there's a possibility where they they're number win. five team in the country for a reason. Yeah, they they can come in win by like you know seven maybe ten and just pay, play the possession game. But it would it would call it, it basically Ohio State would have to shoot themselves in the foot though, and that it, it would have to involve a couple CJ Stroud either picks or a couple of turnovers on offense via like a fumble. Um, a, a bad offensive line play by Ohio State. Bad just, defense play. I think um, Ohio State's just got to win the turnover turnover battle and win I agree the, and win the trenches. I, I agree. I don't think CJ CJ Stroud plays too smart to turn the ball over, and I think Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams are going to have that ball security. The only one that I question is the young freshman that that running back who's going to play for Ohio State, uh, according to Ryan Day. He, he, I, look, he's gonna play. He might get a couple snaps, but you you know this game's gonna rely on probably Henderson and then mine, the one-two punch. That's you're riding that the entire time, yeah. in my opinion. I but I have you have to take their li- their linebackers are pretty good. You have you can't stretch it. If you're gonna stretch, run some bootleg because you're gonna have to. Like I mean, the defense Notre Dame's defense concerns me. Because they have two really good – the linebackers are, you know, solid. Like, it's a really good core. Don't get me wrong. Laurinaitis and Freeman, I'm sure they have them all coached up. Laurinaitis is just a quality control coach. Yeah. But I'm sure he's doing stuff with the linebackers if I had to guess. But my cast, what concerns me – because they got some two – they got two studs on defense. So, I got – for Notre Dame, I, I want hit on the three – their three key players. Obviously, Mayer was one. On the defensive side, it's – it's um, Isaiah Foskey. He's their Viper. He's basically their best pass rusher. Really good pass rusher. Might be a first-round pick. Had had a ton of sacks last year. He could definitely get at the quarterback. Wreak havoc on Strat if we don't. If our line doesn't come to play. And then two, I got um, the safety, Brandon Joseph, the kid from Northwestern. People forgot uh, twenty twenty Big Ten Championship. He had a great game against us. Uh, picked off fields, had a pass deflection, really gave us a lot of problems. I am a little worried about him too. So that one-two combo, their defensive end, and, and Brandon Joseph back there, and they problem have a linebacking core, could give us some fits, but I like our offense way better. Problem is Jackson Smith and Jigba, Julian Fleming, Marvin yeah. Harrison Jr., G. Scott Jr., Joy Royer, Cade Stover. <laughs> Ameka <laughs> uh, Buka, Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams, eight guys, eight. I just, yeah, I, I, I like, I like our guys better. Don't get me wrong. Um, I they, like. They I, have some good players. They is, have some. Yeah. I like our depth and our best players are better than their best players and their depth. But here's, they have some guys. Here's what I like or out the gate, just to say, hey. Uh, that defensive end. I'd like just to get a little bit of help off the bat 
and it could be a, like a good kind of a formula for later down the road if we get that chance against Alabama. Stover and Paris Johnson, just do like a chip game. Like yeah. if the dude comes out and he tries to rush on the outside, just keep Stover in to chip him because you have great wide receivers and in, in, on the on space and a re- great running back. This might be a case when Ryan Day might tweak his offense a little bit and say, hey, Kate Stover's a little bit better blocker than what Jeremy Ruckert was. I love Jeremy Ruckert. You know, we all know that. What if we keep Cade Stover in when we, whenever we play teams with a great pass rush just as that extra lineman with our three wide receivers and our running back? Almost, He's almost like a fullback in that case. He's just playing well, tight end. Like, and we forget about Mitch Rossi. Yeah. yeah. No, Cass, I do like that. I mean, he's an, he'd be an extra blocker. That would, that would really help out the offensive line then because then you have six guys. Um, that makes just the numbers game a lot easier. Uh, give Stroud and we'll give Stroud that extra second or two. I have no problem with that because we got we got the receivers who can do that. Uh, I think that's a really smart idea, actually, and I wouldn't be surprised if Day probably is already doing that because uh, I, I completely see that. Uh, it makes total sense to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm super stoked. Uh, game day came out and announced today, just a little bit ago, that I mean, that maybe they're hearing some riff raff because <laughs> the guest speaker. But uh, Jack Harlow is going to be opening concert. I love Jack Harlow's music. I, I like it. Makes no sense that he's the celebrity guest speaker because he's from Kentucky. Has no no ties to either school. They're going to talk to Ryan Day. Of course, they always do. They're going to do a reunion with the 2002 National Championship. And then it says, other special guests. Hmm, wonder who that special guest uh, could it's be. LeBron. It's LeBron. It's LeBron James. It has to be LeBron. LeBron James. I mean, who I'm trying to think. Who else could it be? Joey Gallo. It's not it's not bunch of nuts podcast. <laughs> it's Jamie Sumner. <laughs> it's Eddie George, maybe. No, Eddie but George not, has a game. Just, yeah, he's cut yeah, so it's not him. I mean, just going going through all this, it it has it's to Sean Anston from Rudy. Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's gonna be Lou Holtz. It's Mark May. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> hey, if, I wouldn't mind seeing Lou Holtz up there again. I love Lou Holtz. Uh, he loves the Buckeyes and he loves Notre Dame. Obviously, Notre Dame that would be a good pick. I mean, Brian Kelly doesn't have a game until Sunday against Florida State. I mean, I'm trying to think who else could it possibly be. Vince Vaughn grew up in Ohio, went to Notre Dame. Like Rascal Flats, they're big. They're big um, Notre Dame. I mean, Ohio State fans. Bryce Harper, he's like an Ohio State fan, but he's he's playing baseball. Vince Vaughn, he's Vince a Notre, Vaughn. he's from he's from Ohio. Went to Notre Dame. Possibly, but then you're not you're not you're not accommodating Ohio State at LeBron. all. LeBron, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, okay, Cass, here's my question. And I want to kind of start this segment. Do you want – when it comes to the coin toss, do you want the ball or do you want to play defense? Let's get the ball. You want the ball? Set the stone. Set the stone. I want the, I want, I want to see the defense. I want the defense I, to get I, out there. I know, I know has my – I mean, we're going to see the defense. We win the coin toss. 
Ryan Day is going to defer to the second half. But me, I want the ball, set the tone. The place is going to be rocking. We kick the ball back off. The place continue to be rock, rocking. We're up 7 nothing. I want I want the I want the defense out there. I want Buckner. I want Buckner, you know, out there. The crowd's going wild. He can't even hear. He's flustered. Maybe throws a pick, uh, or our defense makes a big play, gets a sack. That would get the crowd so amped up. We'd be going nuts. And then you know, out comes C.J. Stroud, just like like the villain, and just starts tossing dimes to J.S.N. And Marvin Harrison Jr. And then you know when they think they Trayvon got him, yeah when, when they think they got them locked up. Oh well, now you have too many men outside the box. Here you go, Travion. Here's a sixty-yard run. Mayan pound it like that's what I want to see. But it's all it's all fate, man. It all relies on this stupid little coin. <laughs> uh, wonder what. Wonder what uh, conference the referees are going to be in this? Please, that, not the SEC. That that is the million dollar question, Cass. Um, let me look that up. Great point. Ohio State versus Notre Dame refs. I'm nervous. This is a. Uh... I hope it's the Big Twelve with the guy who wears the schmedium. Where where would it where would it tell me who the refs are? The ESPN probably box score. I don't know. Wait, no, it's Dame twenty twenty two. I'm pulling it up. This is. I, I need to know who the crew is now because that cast. That's honestly a question that will determine the majority of this game. I'm not even kidding. Gamecast, game predictor, don't care. Ref. Okay. No one. <laughs> it does not say. Uh, this is concerning. Game information. Jeez. Um, okay. We're checking. I'm checking too. Ohio State Notre Dame. Let me refs. let me text Dan Help. Dan Hope. Dan. Dan Hope. I would say I would have to say Pac twelve or Big Twelve because Notre Dame does have ties with the ACC and Obviously, they're not going to get the Big Ten. It's, I mean, it could be the SEC, too. So my guess would be Pac-12, Big 12, or SEC. If it's the SEC, I'm going to be a little nervous <laughs> just because of my PTSD from the Clemson game. I don't know. I can't figure this out. I'll, I'll tweet it out. Once I get the answer, I will tweet it out from Bunch of Nuts later. Um, I don't think anyone knows. Um, so, But let's keep an eye out. If it's the SEC crew – um, that's a problem. Also, also, not not to not to be a misogynist. Don't want to be called that. But if it's that female ref from the Penn State game, we're in trouble because she she just calls the most ticky tack stuff. That crew, it's not even her. It's just that crew. I don't want them anywhere near this game. Stay away from this game. And I'm pretty sure that's the crew that like Ryan Day like complained about too. Like they sent in a tape to the Big Ten on all like just the poor calls. Get them away. 
I just give me give me a neutral referee who actually isn't biased. Uh, honestly, just give me give me the guy. Give me like a high school referee or something because I, I trust them. I feel like they're not they're like they're not going to be making some outrageous calls. Let the boys play. That's all I ask. I think that's all America wants. It's the primetime game. None of these ticky tack calls. Let the boys play. I like it. I mean, I'm looking here. Uh, no, nothing yet. Nothing yet. It's concerning. Just let them play. It is. I mean, I'm I'm concerned. I'm not. Because you have to overcome those penalties, honestly. I mean, Burn Union Rockets, Division Seven football, beat Notre Dame. Portsmouth Notre Dame Titans, 26-14 last Friday, and they had 16 total penalties. The game had 24 total. If that tells you anything. Or no, 22 total. Burning in one. Dan's really in this. All right, college game day this week. Uh, I'm sure you all know, and we're, we're going to – Post old news. Desmond Howard officially an idiot. And when you're listening to this, Pitt probably lost and is already out of the national championship contention. <laughs> uh, Texas A and M. Yeah. My thing is, he made he made three teams that could possibly make the playoffs. But when you added Pitt, you just made yourself look like more of an idiot. That's just my opinion. And then Lee Corso, get the dude off TV. He can barely speak. Don't you dare say that. <laughs> I feel bad for him. Don't you? He's doing what he loves. Don't you dare say that about Lee. Don't you dare. Let him live. Let my guy live. He picked us to win the national championship. It was always Lee Corso, Cass. It was always Lee Corso. But it, it, he looked, it sounded bad. He looked bad. He don't, he don't, he, don't get me wrong. He, he, he's old. He's, 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 he's old. <laughs> he's really old. He's, but I love the man. I, I don't, I, I don't care if they have to like create a, um, a hologram of him and just like, I need Lee Corso in my life. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that. I love that man. I will be devastated the day that guy's off TV. He's my favorite college football character. Like, it's just going to be a real shame the day he goes. I'm not ready for it. And but Desmond Howard, um, like like I said, two weeks ago, it's it's about that time near where he's going to come on TV and say something stupid. And my God, I know I know we recorded last week and like talked about the Stroud comments. I had no idea he was going to outdo himself with his bracket. And I told I, when I looked at that bracket, I literally, I, I messaged Blake. I'm like. NIT bracket looks great because that's it's all the second place teams. It's all the second place teams cast. Like this is literally like the March Madness NIT bracket from college. Except for football. Baylor. Yeah, I like. I mean, look, I like Baylor. Everyone knows I like Baylor. I I, I can like it, it. It's what's annoying is he's gonna get one or two of those teams somehow in there off of just sheer luck because a broken clock is right twice a day, and uh, he's gonna be able to keep his job, and that's. That's the sad part about this. I heard a funny pun today. Um, it wasn't about Desmond Howard, but I'm making it about Desmond Howard. It's like teaching a dog to meow. 
<laughs> Anyways, we haven't done this in a while, but we have a candidate for the Cardell Jones Tweet of the Week, and it happened not too long ago. Oh, yes. I, th- I know exactly what you're referring to because this guy wanted the smoke. Yeah, he wants the smoke, people. His name's Anthony Luke. And we tweeted at him, we want somebody to take care of this. At Bunch Nuts said, what is sad, what's sad is I've been trying to talk trash with my OSU friends, but they aren't interested in this season. More into the Browns. Maybe because OSU has been so good for so long that it gets slightly boring. Also, Indy has more Ohio guys, so it's like, what are you even rooting for? All right. There, one, there's not more Notre Dame fans in Ohio. I've like There, there, there might be one out of 250 it's rare there's no i think what he's saying is there's more ohio guys on notre dame's football team oh oh well good for them i guess um my thing is we have a lot of talent in the state so that's what happens my my thing is is what buckeye fan what brown fan buckeye fans who are browns fans looking forward more to the browns in that disaster fire I've i've never heard that statement Ever, I've never heard a Brown fan be like, "Man, I'm really." Lo- I've, I've never heard someone say, "I'm really looking to wa- forward to watch the Browns." Let me let me tell you, that's you, all you need to know. I realize there's probably more Buckeye fans that are Browns fans. I do realize that. No that's, offense, Brownies. Like, I mean, I'm a Bengals fan, but do people of other teams fans realize that there's two pro teams in Ohio, like? I'm a Bengals fan, but love Ohio State. Like, people look at me like, how are you a Bengals fan and not a Browns fan? Well, Cleveland's three hours away. Saint Columbus is the same amount of distance from Cincinnati as is, is Colum- Cleveland. Like, of course, why do I have to be a Browns fan Because if I'm a Buckeyes fan? I hate the Bearcats. I love Luke Fickle, but I hate the Bearcats. But anyways, I've never heard that. Even Browns fans. Like, I know many of Browns fans that are looking forward more to this Ohio State season than that disaster dumpster fire that's going up in Cleveland because of Deshaun Watson. They're starting Jacoby Brissett. They have lazy Jadavion Clowney. It's a dumpster fire up in Cleveland. And now, excuse my language, Baker Mayfield wants to fuck him up. Which is hilarious. And I hope he does. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm unbiased here. I don't want to. I don't want to alienate some Browns fans because that's what they're trying to do. They're, this Notre Dame fan's trying to get into. He's trying to destroy us from the inside. Look, Buckeye Nation. You could be Browns. You could be Bengals. You could be Steelers. You could be Lions. Whatever. You could be Broncos. You, you could be a San Diego Charger fan. You could be a Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan. I don't care. But on Saturday. We are all Buckeyes, and we are going to kick the snot out of Notre Dame. Hell, if you want to root for Bishop Sycamore, you can. You can. You if can. You, if you want to go to the airport and you miss football so much, so you want to boo the Jets at the airport, go boo the Jets at the airport. I saw that. <laughs> I, saw that I saw that meme, by the way. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to keys to the victory and our score predictions. All right. So uh, you want to start? or I'll start. Okay, okay. Keys to the victory. Don't turn the ball over. Play aggr- play your aggressive defense and don't let the hype get to you. 49, no, 48, 27, Buckeyes. 
All right. Key, key to victory. <laughs> Let's not draw passes. Um, I, I, for some reason, I feel like in the Oregon game, drop passes were an issue. Uh, and I'm, this is not like a slight at anyone. I just feel like that was an issue across the board. Stroud's going to dime me up, catch the ball, please. Uh, it's going to be there. I, I know we have some young guys. Catch the ball, number two. Protect the ball. No fumbles, no picks, no stupid turnovers. That's my two biggest things. Catch the ball, hold on to the ball, don't give it to Notre Dame. Uh, and then three, no holdings and false starts. Just no offense, dumb offensive line penalties. I think those three things, just on the offensive side, if we don't do those three things, we will not beat ourselves. It really doesn't matter what the defense does if we just don't do that because we will score every time. I truly believe that. We will score almost every time if we eliminate all those stupid little mistakes. Um, that's my key to victory. I know I know Notre Dame, their quarterback's going to make at least two two turnovers. He's not accurate. He can run. That's great. You know who else can freaking run? The freaking uh, the the Northwestern quarterback, the Nebraska quarterback, some the uh, the Minnesota quarterback. Some great. Some quarterbacks have legs. Like they can they can make stuff. Sean Clifford can run cast. Like he's going to make some dumb, dumb passes. I guarantee it. We're not going to get beat by him. We just need to score every time or score uh, a lot. We need to put up a lot of points. Ohio State forty-eight, Notre Dame seventeen. Go Bucks! <laughs> wow. All right, it's time for our favorite time of the week, our pick'em segment. There's a lot, a lot of great games, starting with Thursday, West Virginia at Pitt. Well, college game day is going to be there. I got West Virginia with the upset, baby. Just so Desmond Howard can go on Saturday morning and be like, can I redo my Final Four? Give me Pitt with the upset. I mean, West Virginia with the upset. Um, I'm going to actually go with Pitt here. Um, it's at Pitt. Pitt's ranked. So? I, like, I, I do like Pitt a little bit. I, I just like, I like Pitt this year. I, I've been high on them in my preseason. I think they have the better quarterback, believe it or not. I think they have a really good wideout room. They have I a think, better quarterback than JT Daniels. Yeah, Slovis is just as good. I think. I mean, I think Slovis is better. Honestly, I mean, they're they're both USC guys, but it's 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 look, tomato tomato. One A versus one B. I think Slovis is better. You could say Daniels is better. I like what I see out of Slovis more, but I think uh, I, I'm gonna go with Pitt. Mountaineer Nation, let's ride. <laughs> this doesn't mean that Desmond Howard pick and win the first game and Desmond Howard can still be wrong. These things are not like it, they, these things are not like coupled together. Also on uh Thursday night, big noon kickoff, Dan Dockage gets another <laughs> Cardell Jones tweet of the week saying <laughs> Lano O'Connell is the best quarterback. Uh this is the biggest game in Purdue since the Tyler Trent game. Whew. This was tough for Penn State, my favorite by three. I like Penn State a lot this year. I'm going to go with the Nittany Lions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely Nittany Lions here, Cass. Um, I understand it's a big game. Uh, unless, unless, they wheel, unless they pull out some other magic out of their hat again, I, I think Penn State's got this. I think that night, the Tyler Trent night, that was just one of the most special nights you know, in Purdue history. Uh, God was on his side uh, that night. They All used right. their one. They used their one trick. That's the one trick they they will use every hundred years. They got us. But I think Penn State has that. All right, 
Friday night, 10 o'clock, after I get home from doing high school football, TCU travels to Boulder, Colorado. I like the Horn Frogs. I like them a lot to finish strong in the Big 12. Give me the Horn Frogs. Yeah, a lot of people are high in the Horn Frogs. I'm not even trying to like copy your picks here, Cass. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna copy this one though. I mean, a, a lot of people are high on the Horn Frogs. Colorado, kind of like a eh, program. All right, I'm going with my upset pick of the week, and I don't know how much it's gonna be an upset because it's a one and a half point favorite. Actually, it's not my upset I pick think, of the week. I think I know what you're going to say, but what but is it's it? not an upset pick of the week. I'm going to Appalachian State, over I, North Carolina. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. It's not an upset pick. I was just teasing. It's not my upset um, pick, but I got I Appalachian mean, State. I, I think that's a fair pick after what we saw of North Carolina on Saturday because the Florida A and M had like was missing like half the team. It felt like, and they actually put up a, a decent fight. The spread spread was like in the 40s, and they they kept it. I think within like a 20-ish range. So it's either Florida a and really good or North Carolina isn't very good. And I like to think that North Carolina probably isn't very good, especially after they lost, you know, um, what the heck was his name? Their quarterback who's now with Washington. They still have Downs, the receiver, but who's Mac- the quarterback? Oh, Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Yeah, yeah, Sam Howell. All right. Cincinnati, Arkansas, at Arkansas, uh, this, on my other podcast, the All American Football, this is my against the spread. I like Arkansas, but yeah, give me Arkansas outright and with the spread. Oh, this is a tough one, man. Um, what's the spread? What what spread do you have on this? Six, six Bearcats plus six. No. Arkansas, yeah, Bearcats plus six. I'll take the Bearcats. I'll take the Bearcats plus six here. But Arkansas is favored by six, like minus six. Yeah, I'll take the Bearcats plus six. That's going to be arguably, I think that might be the game of the day. That might be one of the closest games of the day. That's going to be a really good one. Um, that's a that's that one. I uh, might come down to the last drive. I, I mean, Arkansas is the best player. Their quarterback is the best player in that game. So I think they win, but since he's going to be, they're going to fight. They're a really good program. I think they cover. All right, number eleven, Oregon travels to Atlanta to take on Georgia. A lot. I don't trust Bo Nix. I got Georgia, but close. Georgia seventeen point favorite. Give me Oregon with the plus seventeen. I I, I like Georgia. I like Georgia. Minus seventeen. I like I like them there because I think I I, I think Georgia's because when you look at the way both programs are kind of trending, Oregon lost their coach, they're starting Bonix at quarterback. So right there, that's not a good start. Um, I think Georgia is going to be riding that high, like almost like the twenty fifteen national championship when we beat Virginia Tech. That kind of high first game, they're going to be amped up. Uh, and like I said, I think Stetson Bennett might be a September Heisman candidate. I think he he might be look really good the first couple games of the season. So give me the Bulldogs, big Utah at Florida. That's on a half hour. It kicks off a half hour before the Buckeyes. The Urban Meyer Bowl. The Urban Meyer Bowl, part one. Yeah, I like Utah a lot this year. I have them in my co- college football fo- playoffs. Give me the Utah Utes, but. If Florida somehow wins this game, my Ooh. lord, 
I mean, I, I, I have to, I have to go with the Utes here as well. They are, it's like I said, <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing where the programs are trending. Utah has the quarterback. They have an established program. They have their coach. Florida, a lot of mystery there. You don't know what we're going to get. A lot of turnover. Billy Napier's there. I don't know what to expect from them. I'm going to go with the shirt thing. Give me the Utes for sure. All right. All State, uh, Louisiana kickoff in New Orleans. Louisiana State and Florida State. LSU's favored by three. I like the Knowles. I really like the Knowles. I skipped the game, didn't I? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think I think uh, I like I like I like LSU. Believe it or not, because um, one they haven't announced their quarterback. But if it's the kid from Arizona State, he's explosive. To Brian Kelly, we give Brian Kelly a lot of we look. He deserves everything. He's a fool. He is a he's crazy. But I I will I like. He's a good football coach. You could call him a lot of things. He's not a bad coach. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if LSU is a surprise team this year. And the more, I, more I've kind of talked myself into this, he's going to have a really good, you know, good, good team. Uh, expectations are a little bit low right now. Um, so I think, I think they do really good against Florida State. I think, I think they cover easily. Okay. They win. Like they'll, they'll win and easily cover their, their line. And just because it's the only game on Monday, Clemson versus Georgia Tech. That's good. I hope I really hope it's not like a 63-10 game. I, I want that to be interesting, but Clemson should win that big. Absolutely. I got I got one to keep your eye on. Oh, um, I have I have one to keep my eye on too. I was waiting. Okay, uh do you want to do yours first? Go ahead and do yours. All right, I'm not even I'm not even trying to be a, like a drama guy. I'm not trying to st- stir stuff here. I'm not pandering to our audience. The way I do this, I looked at all the noon games Saturday because I'm like, huh, there's usually like usually kind of wild upset first Saturday of the year, uh, usually around the noon time. I would like to say like there's usually one game. Well, I go through the normal list of culprits. Um, NC State, East Carolina. That's to keep your eye on, I think, because everyone's saying NC State's going to be really good. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if somehow they go down week one. I could, I could, I could see a wor- world where that happens. Call it's me at, crazy. It's at East Carolina too. It is, and that's you know that's a Carolina game. That's a that's like a mini rivalry. Uh, East Carolina is not great, but you know. Keep an eye on that one. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but keep your eye on that one. I think that's that one is more. I was going to say, I was going to say Michigan and Colorado State. Um, <laughs> I was going to pander, but NC State, East Carolina. Keep your eye on it. Don't laugh at me. Okay. I won't. But it's the battle of the past. The last, besides Kerry comes, the last two. Ohio State coordinators, Jeff Halfley versus Greg Schiano. Oh! Rutgers and Boston College. Keep your eye on it. Keep your eye on it. It's going to be a good game. I think that's going to be – you know what? That game right there might Could be, be a game. solid noon game. A that solid is. noon game. I agree. And it's on the ACC network, and nobody's going to watch it. I like that pick, Cass. I really do. 
I think I mean I think someone 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 in the top ten gets upset though in the noon like Please North Ca- NC State Michigan or Oklahoma. I I think I think the one looking at it it would probably be NC State. Yeah, uh, if State, I had to pick sure. if I had to pick one of those three, it's going to be NC State. But but I hope it's Michigan. One I my my bull prediction is just one of those teams will get upset early. <laughs> it's going to be glorious. It'd be great. It'd be great. That's all I got, man. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, um, I mean, that's all I got too, Cass. I, I mean, I, what this game, I've been to Ohio State, Michigan. I mean, I haven't seen Ohio State, Alabama. Um, but as a fan of college football since I was wee little, one of my first memories is watching Ohio State versus Notre Dame in 1995. I've said it plenty of times. This game means a lot to me and the fact that I get to go to be in the shoe at night first game of the season I'm so excited that you know I I mean I got chills just thinking about this you know because it's two of the biggest programs in college football history I get to go and I get to meet some great people along the way go Bucks man I'm ready uh I'm ready and I mean, this is a time before I was a Buckeye fan. This was just a time where I just, I was in Ohio State. I wasn't a fan of any team. I just was a young kid watching college football, loved college football. And, you know, in the video, video in the beginning, uh, you know, I always talk about why Notre Dame was ranked so high. And if, I remember I was watching, it's 2009, Notre Dame was ranked 18. Michigan was not ranked. Tate Forcier came in and upset the Fighting Irish. 240 yards, two touchdowns. Um, when you look back on it, it's probably the most irrelevant, relevant football game. Jimmy Clausen, baby. Jim, yeah. So, um, just you're talking about how you know your experiences with just Notre Dame and big football. This is just. A young Daniel Smith was watching college football in 2009, just, you know. How old were you? Eighth grade, first year of football, playing wide receiver for the Wayne Panthers. You know, just probably scored a week or two after scoring my first touchdown. I was seven when I was in 95. Excited to watch some college football. Saw Tate Forcier throw that. I'm like, wow, that guy might be the new, like, first overall pick. And then just, no, that doesn't happen here because – the, I, then I I be indoctrin I become indoctrinated and realized no those two programs are frauds the real the real program is Ohio State and that's what has created me today so I'm excited Cass um, that's all I really got I just want to let everyone know we're recording this um, it's like 9:57 on a Tuesday because we just want to watch all the games Thursday we're gonna probably release this tomorrow on YouTube on Wednesday maybe early Thursday morning. Uh, so God forbid, you know, no crazy breaking news happens from now. Uh, <laughs> don't do anything actually, stupid. Actually, this will be released on Thursday morning because I'll do it tomorrow night and schedule okay. it for Thursday morning. Perfect. Yeah. So when you're listening to this, if any crazy news has happened, you know, if CJ Stroud has, or I don't want to put that out there. If yeah, uh, We'll be Chase Young days away. Uh, Chase Young days away. Just... Oh, so good. Cass, anything else? Go Bucks. If you're going to the game, look for me. I'll be wearing a number seven CJ Stroud jersey. Um, 
with uh, you know some black shorts and hopefully a new red hat. This this one's actually signed. I'm gonna wear this for every episode this year. It's signed by Chris Beanie Wells and Michael Doss. So it's gonna be my lucky hat this year. I love it. I will not be at the game. I'll be having a little watch party at my house, but I will be making my way down to campus early. I will be participating. I will be at the shoe. I'll be outside the shoe. I'll, I'll be with the poor people. Um, I'm still going down there. I'm still going to try to hand out some Bud Lights to some Notre Dame fans. Um, I'm going to be going all day. I'm going to try to boo Desmond Howard at game day. I'm still going to make a day out of it because I'm poor. It's all right, though. It's going to be a great day. We're going to win. Um, but thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Notes podcast. I say this I say this, you know, proudly, go Bucks. Go Bucks.